This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver, Mother's Day is this weekend, and just because we really care about you, we're going to help you plan your mom's special day, like maybe where you should take her for brunch. So please enjoy this conversation I had with our producer, Paul Caroli, and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia last fall about Denver's best brunches, including Snooze, which had just opened their new location on South Broadway and is currently my favorite. It's such a beautiful space, especially in the morning if you get there before the crowds, hint, hint. Today is Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Hi, Peyton. Hi, Paul. Good morning, Bree. Hi. We're talking about brunch in the middle of the week. Because Snooze is opening another location on South Broadway. And I say another because I learned when we were doing the research for this, Paul, that they have 50 locations. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's huge. I also didn't realize this. I always thought of Snooze as like a Denver a Denver spot with a few places around the city. But yeah, apparently they're all over the country. More than 50 locations. Huge success story. It's crazy. Did you know that, Pay? I don't think I realized they were in other states. I knew that they were like dotted really frequently around the metro area, but I don't think I realized that they had moved to other states. When did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> it's been the going last... pretty steadily over the last 10 years. Apparently. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. over the last decade. Okay. No, I did not know that. So they're opening a new snooze at First and Broadway. Um, I think it's called the Quail Building. It's an older building that has more recently in the last couple of years been revamped. I think it was a hotel at one point. They put housing in the top. But the bottom part of it, where snooze is going in, has been empty for a long time. And so it's kind of also in the middle of this really bustling neighborhood that's oh, yeah. very, it's very walkable. It's like a no-duh location for a breakfast or brunch place, but it's been empty for forever. Yeah. I mean, you got Punchbowl Social across the street, the Mayan down the block, mm-hmm. and then all those nice shoppies and, and other restaurants and that great Goodwill on that strip. It's perfect yeah, the, for a place like Snooze. The Hornet and Senor Burritos are catty corner to it. Um, So, I mean, cheers to Snooze for putting something in there, finally. Uh, That'll be, I'm sure it will be gangbusters lying out the door the minute it opens. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. I'm sure too. I'm sure too. I like how we're kind of dancing around our our actual feelings about Snooze. (laughs) I guess we have to leave that for later because that's like a whole can of worms. That's what I was going to say. We're saving that till the end, right? You got to stick around for the Snooze hot takes till the end. Yeah, we need some brunch appetizers before the meaty main course. (laughs) Okay, so so that's what we're talking about today is brunches. And we've got a couple categories, and I'm hoping through this, these categories that you two will also share with us your favorite spots. Because I think the thing with brunch is generally you have to wait on the weekends, right? That's part of the 
I think that's part of the brunch experience is waiting for a table. And I don't know, breakfast food, is breakfast food polarizing or does everybody love it as much as I do? If if there are people who don't love breakfast as much as I love breakfast, I don't know them. I will say I don't always love going out for breakfast food. It's not the meal I will want to pay someone else to make for me. Um, so hmm. my picks all skew towards the like simpler, a little bit more conservative. <laughs> I'm the opposite of you, Paul. I'm like, yes, absolutely. I will go out for breakfast or brunch anytime. That's interesting you say that, Paul, because it... In my thought process, it's like, yeah, maybe you don't want to pay for a simple brunch, right? If it's something you can make at home. So like if you're going to go out, you might as well go like gangbusters, right? And have somebody Mm -hmm. who's going to make you specialty pancakes that you definitely can't make at home. Good point. Which is kind of like Snooze's thing, right? They do pancakes, I think, of all kinds. I'm saying this as if I know what's on their menu. Yeah, that's Snooze's thing. Okay. So, well, we're talking about simple brunch. So let's start there. Best simple brunch in the Denver Metro. Paul, what's your pick? Okay. My pick is Rupert's on the Edge in Sloan's, right on on the banks of Sloan's Lake. Do you all know this place? You know, it's funny. I've never been there because when I'm in that particular strip mall, I'm either at Tamale Kitchen or Ohana Grill. So mm-hmm. tell me about Both Rupert's. Great. Well, I can't tell you much about it. I uh, haven't been in a long time, but I remember the food was very simple. The, like it didn't really, you know, make a huge impression. But the view, the location. So I think that's my pick for simple brunch because it was it was serviceable. It was good. Um, and it was just a great morning. You know, you walk around Sloan's Lake, walk off the carbs of pancakes and enjoy a beautiful view of the skyline and the lake and the morning light and it's a quintessential Denver experience to me. That's Sloan's Lake morning. Peyton, how about you? Yeah. So, you know, as I was like kind of prepping for this conversation, I don't know that there's very many places anymore that I feel like you can get a simple brunch. Um, mm. I, I mean, because for me and, and a lot, oftentimes that is what I want, especially like if I'm hungover or something, I want something really simple. I want like a classic egg and cheese sandwich or I want uh, bacon and hash browns. Um, but I think I tr- I tend to like lean toward those like real greasy spoon diner type of places. And I have a few that are out here like in the suburbs that I go to that are great for that. Um, cause to me, a simple breakfast is like, yeah, just that, that diner plate with a cup of o- OJ. I just don't know that Denver really has that anymore. My mind goes to Pete's kitchen. Um, yeah. but I, I, I haven't even been there in a long time. Um, so I don't really know what the vibe is there anymore. I don't know. I, is it, can you get simple brunch anymore or is it all? Well, bejeweled tell, us, but tell us your, tell us your burbs Rex. Because I think some folks listening do live in the burbs like yeah. you and want to know where, where you're going. I mean, I'm I'm pretty far north, but I spent a lot of time in Louisville and there's this place called Bob's Diner in Louisville. Great place for just greasy breakfast sandwich. Um, up in Boulder, there's the Village Cafe. Same deal. Um, 
Well, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But those are two places that I love to go to. So I think I'm, I'm looking for Greasy Diner when it comes to Simple Breakfast. And I just don't know that we have that anymore, which is a whole nother can of worms, Brie, that I know that you have. I know. You know, a lot of opinions feelings. on. But um, yeah, but I have I have a recommendation for that if you're missing that Greasy Diner, Greasy Spoon thing. Because when we were prepping for this, I was like, all my places are closed. Denver <laughs> Diner, Breakfast King, Tom's. But. I will tell you my secret. Looking good on Sheridan and First Avenue. It's looking good restaurant oh. and lounge. It is it's a restaurant and it's also a bar, but on the week actually they have breakfast all day long every day and they do the greasy spoon perfectly. You want the big pile of like, you know, ham or bacon, sausage, buttermilk pancakes, hash browns, eggs. They have it. Um they also have what a lot of diners here have, which is Mexican food and Greek food. So that's my rec if you're looking for the diner, breakfast, or brunch experience is looking good on Sheridan and First Avenue. I want to give a shout out, though, to I haven't been here, but we've talked about it a lot on air um, in the past. And I know both of you have been there, but like Zadie's to me feels like oh, it could yeah. be a really good, simple brunch place. And I haven't been, but I've I've really, really, really wanted to go ever since we've talked about it. And to me, like a bagel breakfast is like a really good simple breakfast as well that's a great pick peyton i was thinking about zadie's for this category i've been a few times since the new one opened over near me in the southeast uh part of the city and yeah it's pretty solid maybe a little pricey they haven't started baking their own bagels yet so i'll probably go back for that but yeah it's good i'd also give them like a plus on ambiance and service can get a little booth it's like kind of fancy but not too fancy like you can still go in your colorado casual wear you know but like mm -hmm. the service is great you know you want a hot cup of coffee i love bagels and locks for sure i love it i used to actually go to a place in front of zadie's in that same shopping center called the egg and i mm -hmm. which is oh, now yeah. something else unfortunately but um ever since zadie's opened when i'm on that side of town when i'm in your hood paul zadie's is it good call pay Okay, next category, best big party brunch. So brunch is often a thing that we do in large groups. And that can be sort of <laughs> the sticking point for trying to find the right place if you've got a big group of people on a Saturday morning that you want to seat in under two hours, which can be tough. Peyton, do you have any recs for best place to, to bring your large party? <laughs> yeah, this is going to sound a lot like my last answer. But again, I was like, is there anywhere you can go where you're not going to wait two hours for a large party? Can Such you go paradox. anywhere? I don't probably not. I don't know that you can. <laughs> I don't know. It, do you have a secret, Paul? <laughs> I don't really have one for this category. I was going to say the Mercury Cafe. I haven't tried Same. their new brunch menu, but I know they got a lot of nice space. I was also thinking about recommending the Broadmoor. They have a brunch buffet in this category, but you have to stay a night now mm. to get mm. to the buffet. So I don't know if that's quite right either. Oh, man. Bree, how about you? Do you, have a, do you have a best big party brunch? Do you want to help us out? Save me and Peyton. Give the listeners <laughs> something. The secret is dim sum. Huge mm. tables. It is a staple on Sundays for a lot of folks that I know, that's actually where my water broke when I was <laughs> when 
I was pregnant with Montgomery. I was having dim sum at the Empress. And I went with my friend Joanne, who's of Chinese descent. So she knows everything to order. And I'm like, there's so much stuff. I don't even know what to order. I'm enjoying all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having my baby right now. <laughs> I go to the hospital and they're like, so I was having a C-section and they're like, um, so to do anesthesia, like you, you should have not eaten recently. And I was like, well, <laughs> I was eating dim sum while this happened. And they were like, okay, you have to wait eight hours until. And I was like, oh, okay. So I sat in the hospital and watched basketball. Dim sum to have my baby. Dim sum breakfast, huh? Dim yeah, sum's a good it's call. a breakfast. It's a good brunch option. It's also like, it's the best thing for big parties. The Empress is my number one choice because the tables are huge. They've got the um, Lazy Susan in the middle so you can really share easily. And a dim sum obviously is a sharing thing. But um, yeah, I just think for big parties, it's genius. Is you, it breakfast Everybody food? can get a little bit of, well, not necessarily in the way that I think we think about like American diner breakfast food. What are it's they, not. like, what are they serving there? Same thing, you know, like steamed buns and okay. so it, noodle dishes. Okay. And it's yeah. regular dim sum, but it's like an, it's a good brunch option because you can get so many people in there at one time. And honestly, the Empress on a weekend morning, it's almost it's like you do have to wait. And that parking lot is full. So I am not the only person. Same with Star Kitchen on Federal. Similar, similar weight, similar great, great vibe. Not great for a vegetarian, I will say, to dim some experience. <laughs> not easy to navigate if you're not familiar hmm. with that world. Hmm. That's interesting. I would not have thought that. Paul, do you have any good vegetarian recommendations in general for brunch? Because I'm thinking, obviously, Sidio and Watercourse do brunch. Yeah, those are both good. I mean, I would send people to the Wooden Spoon. They That's do. where I would go for a vegetarian okay. breakfast brunch experience. That's like the, that's my favorite breakfast in the city for sure. Okay. Last category is best overall brunch. Just maybe go. your best, your favorite, whatever it is, your go-to other than the ones we've talked about. Maybe like, I don't know. I've got a couple ideas. Who wants, who wants to start? You, Peyton, Paul. You want to start? No, you. Okay. Okay. Well, I've prepared a statement. <clears throat> Snooze is the best brunch in Denver, not despite the line, but because of the line. Brunch foods have a ceiling. Pancakes can only be so good. You know, at a restaurant scale, there's just like, it doesn't need to be that much better than a good pancake. And they have good pancakes there. They have fun flavors. They have seasonal varieties. The pineapple... Upside down pancake, blueberry Danish pancake. I love a maximalist <laughs> breakfast. I love that you say there's a ceiling on how good, how far you can go with brunch and then you're the maximalist. <laughs> well, in terms of like, um, like what you're bringing in to the party, you know, what kind of decorations are on the plate. You can go to the moon with that kind of stuff. But like, there's only so much, there's only so good a pancake can be. That's all I'm trying to say with that. Um, oh, but the okay. line, the, the line, Snooze gets so much hate for the line. Think about Casa Bonita and the line and what Professor of Fun David Thomas told us about anticipation. You yeah. know, that's like my favorite part of going to Snooze. You put your name what? in, you wait for an hour, no, you drink Paul. a mimosa, you Paul's wander around. Bananas. You are All being of their bananas. locations are in great walking areas of the city. Do a little shopping, do a little window peeking. 
Snooze gets it. That's what's fun about Snooze is that other people are excited too. I don't... Best brunch in the city. I Here's You're... my thing with the line at Snooze is... Yeah, you wait in line at Casa Bonita because Casa Bonita rocks. <laughs> You're going to have a you, great Peyton. experience. You go to Snooze Thank you. and... You wait in line for an hour for an okay breakfast that you could get somewhere. I could get pancakes, in my opinion, that are just as good at my personal favorite pick, which is syrup. And it, I, I'm not going to wait nearly as long. And I will say there's a ceiling on how good a pancake can be. And snooze goes over the top. I'm not looking for dessert for breakfast. I'm looking for a good pancake, not sugar overload. You know, I just I can't. No. I can't, they're just not my whole thing with snooze is they're not good enough for that weight mm. and that's why I don't go because there's a lot of other good options where you're going to wait 15 to 20 minutes instead of two and a half hours for an okay breakfast yeah that's how I feel I think my ceiling on waiting for breakfast is 45 minutes and that's like tops tops also I if I don't have a kid with me it just feels to, uh, you know what I mean? It just feels insane to me. But, Paul, I appreciate your really going hard for snooze. Um, I love snooze. I, I have to be honest. I don't think I've ever been to snooze. What? Oh, Brie. I mean, it's I not know. bad. I've never had a bad experience at snooze. I just think I can have an equally good experience with less of a weight other places. Yeah, it's like, I feel like like the one I'm thinking of is is on Colorado Boulevard and the line is always out the door and down the street. And if I'm at Colorado Boulevard in 8th, I'm just walking one block over to like uh, Postino and waiting 30 minutes. It just, it, I just, I don't know. I can't. Well, that's interesting. So <laughs> Paul says snooze. Peyton, you say syrup. Yeah, I say syrup. What do you say, Brie? Well, I mean, breakfast on Broadway is my spot. But I would say my new spot that I've just fallen in love with is Myrtle Hill. Hmm. It's on South Gaylord. It's from the folks that bring you Devil's Food. It's a full restaurant. So Devil's Food is a bakery. And they, I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for ambiance and atmosphere. And it is just a gorgeous looking restaurant. It's like this beautiful minty green, these like built-in cabinets. It's like, I don't know, maybe Southern. I don't know. But it's just like... It's just so cute. It's so cute. And they've got like challah French toast, uh, Belgian waffle. They do a cornbread waffle, which reminds me a little bit of Marilyn's old peace cakes at uh, the Mercury Cafe. So Love my cornbread waffle. Oh, so yeah, I, I would recommend Myrtle Hill on South Gaylord. That's my new go to. You know, we had a lot of people um, who also mentioned uh, Denver Biscuit Co. You guys ever go oh, there yeah. for breakfast? I do. I like it. But like you just have to be in the mood for a biscuit with chicken on it. Kind mm. of. It feels like they're good. They're they're good at it. My favorite there is the Ellsworth, which is just fried chicken, pickle, honey and a little bit of Dijon mustard. It's delicious. So there I, I feel that I think Denver Biscuit Company is definitely not to be overlooked. I also want to say that Lucille's was a very, very close contender for me. I've been really, really into them lately. I think some of that has to do with the fact that I went to New Orleans earlier this year and it takes me back to that really awesome trip. And I think that they, after having like authentic New Orleans breakfasts for a week, I feel like Lucille's really crushes it. Um, and we just got one up here in Erie and I, I cannot get enough of it. <laughs> nice. Another local Colorado chain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also just learned that recently. I had no idea. Um, I do just want to give a shout out to my dear and possibly departed dozens. 
That was my weekday brunch, my weekend brunch, my brunch before the art museum. That was like my spot. And currently they are closed because they had a fire. And I'm so sad because I always had the same waitress and they also do a French press coffee. <sighs> I love you dozens. There's a dozens in Aurora that's still open. Not the same owners, but similar. So if you didn't get to go to a dozens oh. in Golden Triangle, there's also one in Aurora. Well, Payne and Paul, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Now I'm hungry. And all I have is cereal here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brie. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. The school board. Since 2019, the Denver School Board has been one of the more dramatic corners of local government. While they try to work through important DPS issues like declining enrollment and the threat of school closures, school board meetings are frequently derailed with personal attacks and grandstanding. According to the Denver Post, the board has become so dysfunctional that they've spent more than $43,000 just on consultants to mediate their personal differences. But that could all end this November when three of the board's seven seats are up for grabs. One person who thinks he can help is failed mayoral candidate and former Tattered Cover CEO Kwame Spearman. On Monday, he announced that he's running for one of the at-large seats against Firebrand Board Vice President Ayante Anderson, who says he's looking forward to a, quote, spirited campaign. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Snooze founders John and Adam Schlegel about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. So if your mom's like my mom and thinks that brunch at 7 a.m. is totally normal, that's the perfect place for you to go.